Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. So tell me, what were you saying? I, you're, uh, you're part of Maddie Moe's team, right? Yep, Mobros. And you were talking about the uh, field. Actually, something you said there, you were like, you know, I'm sure Maddie Moe said this about that, that field or whatever. Just assume that, um, that I don't know anything. Like, okay. Don't leave anything okay. out. Yeah. It's, it, even if it's repeated, it's okay. It's been a while since he's been on. So uh, if he said it in one of his last ones, it's okay. Right. Too, so. Well, I'm about to have him speaking on of which, too, he so. wanted to plan another one with you before Thanksgiving. So I just thought yeah. I'd mention that. But. He already messaged me and said uh, – <laughs> Uh, that he is available like uh, the first or second, maybe the second week of October. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, something cool. around there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so um, but like you were saying, it's always fun to have uh, more people um to play with, obviously. And um, I go to RPC a lot uh, up in New Hampshire. Uh, because I mean, it's usually a lot of regulars. Um, it's it's usually the same people there. And such, they're just such a gr- good group of guys up there. You know, it's not like it's not like the like the newbie rental player. I mean, nothing wrong with them, obviously, yeah. but it's like got to start somewhere. It's just a very strong community up there, and it and sometimes, I mean, I'll bring up um, I'll bring up my my young neighbor. Uh, he's about eleven. You know, okay. he always wants to. He always he's always asking me like you know hey when are you gonna go airsofting I got my own gun it was like yeah sure bud I mean just give me a time if you're free on like a, uh, a Saturday or Sunday and we'll go up there and I br- and I brought him up a few times so it's it's always good to bring that new blood into the sport because you know there's I mean correct me if I'm wrong but I think airsoft is it's a relatively young sport right it's only been going for like about 20 years or at least when it really started to gain popularity so. yeah yeah so i, I feel mean, like it really still hasn't it's only been the last couple of years that's starting to gain some kind of you know yeah popularity yeah yeah but it's just i mean regardless of any sport it's just good to bring like the younger people in because you know it's such a niche it is kind of a niche hobby for real it's like you know a lot of the people that i know run real steel or they're just really – I mean some of us are just video game nerds that we just play first-person shooters. I right. mean that's kind of – that's kind of – I'm kind of in those both categories. I do I do shoot real steel. I do own a couple of real guns, and I do play a lot of Call of Duty. So I kind of fall in both categories, but it's it – is, it is a little niche. But yeah, I think – sure. But I think with like all the um, – definitely since COVID – I think airsoft has grown a lot, like a yeah. ton, yeah. and and that's when and that's literally when I started because, well, stop me if you heard this before. I was a kid in high school, or actually no, just got out of high school. I was in college, and I got really bored, <laughs> and I really <laughs> wanted to do something. So, and uh, yeah, so I was like, well, I heard about airsoft and. I was like, well, I'm really interested in target shooting. I was getting into a little bit of target shooting. 
um, when I was still in scouts. Um, I really liked the twenty two shooting. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just like little plinkers. Those are and, great you know, to 20, shoot. Uh, I know it's such a good introduction, but then I I played paintball a little bit. Um, that's it's kind of another story, but in short, I I was at this really big field in Pennsylvania. I was out originally for a vacation and um I liked it, but it was really expensive. Oh, um okay. you know, bags of paint were like freaking 50 bucks. Yeah. I don't know how much, <laughs> but it was like, oh, it's too expensive. So too I much. I wanted an alternative to that. I liked I liked the gameplay. I liked the style that it brought, like that yeah. that gameplay style, but it's like I just wanted something a little bit cheaper and something a little bit more realistic in a uh-huh. way and then i heard about airsoft well i guess i i kind of always didn't know about airsoft i just didn't really take it seriously and then i said like you know what screw it it was 2020 i'm bored and i was like you know what? let's give it a try let's give it yeah. a try and um i think the first time i went or yeah no it was it was rpc because that was literally the closest field towards me because it's like about 45 minutes away i live in the northeastern part of massachusetts okay and so in it's in fremont fremont new hampshire that's like in the kingston area near seabrook about so that's like a 45 minute yeah 45 minute 35 minute drive so it's not bad it's not bad certainly beats the the hour and a half to uh ubg and bridgewater but <laughs> yeah that's so, long that's kind of yeah, long it is long. starting out now yeah. when, you, when you uh you, you said um you kind of you had seen or heard about airsoft what was your first memory of of hearing about airsoft what was it was it on videos or some friends talked about it um i think it was i didn't no i've definitely seen videos i'd have to say it was okay. definitely from videos i've seen because i've played I guess really, I guess what really kicked it off though was I play a lot of tactical shooters. So like, um, Ready or Not. I don't know mm. if you're familiar with those titles, but yep. they're SWAT Four. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really play much Rainbow Six Siege, but I did play like the older Rainbow titles. Mm-hmm. Um, like the more hardcore tactical shooters where it involves like teamwork, communication, all that stuff. Yeah. And I do follow some YouTubers that play those games and play airsoft so it's like okay. damn they get to do that in real life in a, like a simulated <laughs> fashion i was like dude that's freaking awesome uh-huh. so i guess that's where it really started off and then i've obviously heard like some friends and group chats like saying hey i you know my friend does blah 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 airsoft like maybe you should try it out because you're into the same stuff and i was like yeah it does seem worth a try so i got um so I got my own gun because when I looked at RPC, they didn't have any rentals. But I had enough money saved. I got my own gun. It was a it was a hundred fifty dollar Tipman, and that thing was a piece of shit, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got like a cheap vest, That's and awesome. uh, yeah, I got like the the iPro and everything like that. Just just bare bone basics, you know, what everybody started off with, you know, humble beginnings. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just uh, I went out there, had a blast. Um, it was, it was like a, a little bit of a walk in the dark because I saw all these like kitted up guys and I was like, Oh, these, these motherfuckers mean business. They're serious. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get into? <laughs> and, and to be honest, I think, um, 
I saw the Mobros. It's kind of funny because like I saw the Mobros patches like at that time, like kind of floating around a little bit. I was like, oh, who's Mobros? Yeah. Uh, and they were like, oh, just um airsoft team local to the area. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't really think anything of it, but mm-hmm. obviously in the business we call this foreshadowing, but <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And uh yeah, so it went on for a bit. Uh just you know, every two months I go there and then I college I I started taking school a lot more seriously, started living on campus. Okay. And uh what were you studying? Eventually got out of what's that? What were you studying? Uh mechanical engineering. Oh wow! I was at Lowell, and uh, I didn't Oof. like it there. I dropped out after like a semester, so okay. I went to community, did uh, some CAD drafting, but that's another story. But uh, in the end, I did get my associates, okay. and uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I took a big hiatus, and it wasn't until twenty, yeah, late twenty twenty two, around December. Or no, no, November is when I really wanted to start it. I really wanted to start doing it again. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. I guess I just got back into like, I don't know, seeing photos. And mm. I was like, you know what? That was really fun. And I didn't really give it a good try. So, you know, what? I'm going to do it again. Um, I went and I, you know, just went out with the same stuff I had like two two years ago. And I was starting to realize, like, man, this was this is a piece of shit equipment I have here. The gun <laughs> just wasn't working anymore. It was like uh, it was bulky. It was like I was just starting to realize like the actual problems of the system I was using. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, the plate carrier was okay. It was just like a cheap, cheap yeah. vest or whatever. It was fine. It's like you now, know were what? you need... just were you playing just like a. Uh... Pickup games or what do you call? Uh, yeah, pickup games, skirmish. Yeah, yeah we we okay. call them skirmishes. But yeah, that's yeah. all I was doing. Just you know, just as a fun weekend warrior type deal. You know, right. every in the but this was like every two months. This was never okay. ever a hobby of mine. Right. Never did I think of it as a hobby. Never did I think of it as like a sport that I would, you know, take any level further. It was just hey, I'm gonna go out if you know and just shoot plastic at people (laughs) but then um i i don't know what clicked but i just wanted to take it more seriously because i wasn't doing anything else i wasn't really doing anything else that was active i mean i do a lot of hiking i do a lot of that but it's like i very seldom do i get it's not a regular activity of mine i want to do something that i can do regularly and you know something that is exerting and and then yeah. I can actually get something out of. So I so I just said, you know what, let's give Airsoft another try. Because I really do like, I, I did like it, uh, even though I was like real, running really bad gun. You know, I still liked it. And <laughs> Yeah, um, it's not I go, always a gun. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you got, you're still having fun. Now yeah. you're frustrated. That thing's shooting all over the place. You can't hit, you know, straight in front of you. But yeah. But but I did get to try out other people's guns uh, when I went back okay. out there, and I was like, man, there's like more options. There's a lot better options than what I have. I mean, obviously, but it was like I just didn't know it got that good. Right. And let's and, see, and Crytek. Yep, Crytek. Tipman. Hmm. Which one? Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about Tipman though is that they, when I played 
paintball for a bit. I mean, I only played like one game, but like when I was talking to people there, um, you know, at that one time I did paintball, they, I was seeing Titmans everywhere. I was like, yeah. And I was asking like, Hey, what's that brand? And it's like, Oh, Titman, they, they make the best air systems. I don't know if that's the case now, but I still see like Titmans a lot. So, oh, yeah. that's and, what I used and to then I saw for airsoft, years. I was like, well, you know, airsoft it's, it's air powered essentially. I mean, even like those piston operates, it's still, you know, it's still essentially an air powered gun. Right. So I was like, you know, maybe Titman's the right option here. I mean, it sure. It's really a cheap budget option, but it can't be that bad. Right. I just, you know, so buyer's remorse there, but should have done a little more research. <laughs> but anyway, I got to try out different people's guns. And and this was at a time I was, you know, I actually had a real job and I was making a lot more money. So I made a decision like, okay, I really want to take a crack at this and take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. So I saved up to uh, get a Crytac. Um, and this was after Christmas. So I had like, a shit ton of money from like gifts and whatever i yeah. asked for gift cards and so i saved it all up got a crytac rec 7 which nice. i would show you at right now but it's actually out um they just finished it i sent it out for uh custom work by faco customs i don't know if you've heard of them but they're they're great um okay. joker joker from mobros told me to go to them if i want to upgrade it but um yeah so that's where it is right now it should be coming back this week what do you what'd you get done to it so i got uh it was a total gut rework um everything from the gearbox the trigger um even the trigger trigger mechanism it's gotten it's gonna be aster gate okay yeah it's an yeah it's all electronic it's gonna be an aster gate uh titan uh or no no an aster is the other no gate titan that's what it's called gate titan okay yeah, Aster is the more budget version. They're I paid like full Top price dollar. for this. Yeah, oh See, yeah. Top that's dollar. how you know. That's how you know that I don't really know. Even after talking with all these people, I don't really know all these brands and stuff because yeah. I'm going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And you're like, no, no, that, not that one. Oh, I didn't like, either. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm a little well versed. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyway, that was a lot. That was way further into the future. But this was the so I just bought it stock, obviously from Crytek. It, man, it was like shooting so well when I got it. I was like yeah. so stoked, and I was. Oh man, I was so satisfied because this was like the point where, like, this is it. I'm, I'm dedicating myself to this because, like, when yeah. you buy a nice piece of equipment like that, it's like, how can you not go out and want to shoot that thing all day? It's like, right. how do you not? But, um, I don't know if you've ever seen a Rec Seven, but it's, um, I mean, you've obviously probably seen like the trident sports you know like the uh the pdws and stuff like that like mm-hmm. the real shorty guns that people use cqb yeah um this one is a carbine length version it's basically a trident just different style furniture gotcha. and it's licensed by barrett and oh, if nice. you didn't know yeah so rec 7 i didn't know this either but you know barrett the same company that makes the 50 cal oh yeah that, that the military uses yeah they make their own ar-15 called the rec 7 i had no i had no clue they dabbled in that but i guess they did and they partnered up with crytac um i don't know when they first released it i my assumption is that it's been out for a while um but it had all the new 
it had the version two gearbox, you know, had all the updated stuff. The only real difference was is that it's licensed and it's longer and it has a different style of trigger. That's that's okay. about it. Um so yeah, it shot freaking excellent. And uh the main reason actually the main reason why I got it is because like since it was licensed, I I just thought it looked cooler because I liked Yeah. I thought having like an actual replica was really, really cool to have. Uh-huh. So but yeah, anyway, I got it. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Definitely, um, yeah. yeah, so I got it. Um, shot great. And then um, so that same vest I was using for a while. Uh, it just it was starting to break a little bit. I, I was starting mm. to get a little dissatisfied. Um, so I was like, you know, what? I need something a little bit better. And uh, I settled on. A just like I wanted to get like really good quality stuff because I don't know that's just me. I <laughs> I talk a lot about how you know like I don't know. It's like people say like oh you don't need the expensive stuff. Yeah. Like you can just get like the cheap Condor shit. I, my mentality is like well, granted it's airsoft, but it's like I. I I kind of built up a mentality like I want this to be simulated training for like when I actually use my real gun because if for whatever reason I you know I had when shit hits the fan or something I'm getting real hypo- hypothetical but it's like yeah I can't train every day but why not why not have gear that works with the you know with the real steel counterpart and you know you can use that for airsoft and then when you shoot real steel you can put that same gear on yeah and then use it for your real target shooting it's already set up it's already like exactly fitted you got all the straps just right you got everything you know set up for it like yeah yeah it's a good i mean there's a lot of people i've talked with that um that do that same thing they uh they really prep their gear for the training part, like it's, uh, you know, why not? Like the only, as far as gear goes, that's on your body for running with airsoft, uh, all of that translates over hundred yeah. percent to real steel. Like the, uh, you know, whatever your the only difference in, in as far as like, if, especially if you go to a three day mil sim or, you know, some, especially some of these, um, more intense ones like mil sim West, their, uh, your gear is, uh, you can transfer back and forth either one, like put a, you know, take your airsoft gun off out of your hands, put the real steel gun in your hands and go do the same, you know, kind of running through whatever of what you're doing that you, all the different, you know, running and diving and hiding behind trees and climbing up this and scooting yeah. through that and crawling, low crawling through this or whatever. Like that is, um, that doesn't, you know, matter if it's airsoft or real steel, what, what's in your hand. So all your outside gear, all your body gear is uh, definitely, yeah. you'll get more use out of it if it's more, you know, if it's better where it ain't going to rip the first uh, mill seam you go to. Yeah. And, and honestly, in some regards, I, I see like people just absolutely dumping money into their builds. It's like, oh yeah. What, granted, I mean, you should put some money into the stuff that you're going to like definitely invest in your primary. Yeah. Before you even buy a secondary, you know, and, and it's like, you know, put the 
you know, basic stuff I do is that I get new inner barrel and a new pop-up ear. Nothing crazy, just enough where it extends, you know, the reach and, you know, has a little bit okay. better accuracy. So but what it, is crazy for you? What would be – so oh, if somebody said, okay. hey, um, what uh, – hey, we got this gun here, right? It's it's like your Crytac, but it's like 10 times better, whatever. Um, yeah. What What price in your mind is too much? So where do you well, draw the limit when it comes to uh, airsoft, like an airsoft well, gun? It would have to be what I spent on my because <laughs> I didn't even get into that yet. Because um, I yeah, was talking I spend... to some dude, and he goes, he casually tells me, "Yeah, I got this. Uh, had this, you know, gun upgraded, did this and whatever." Uh, well, I bought it custom upgrade. I can't remember. It was Umbrella Armory, I think. And oh yeah, I'm familiar it was like, with that. He yep. was like, yeah, it was like $2,000 or whatever. I said, wait, 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 what? <laughs> I go. Okay, that was not, yeah, that was not in the ring. Because like, I'm not so used on to the hearing build that. or the gun itself? No, the, like the gun, well, it was already built. It was already so built, okay, okay. He, you can order it that way. Like, they'll do everything for you, you know, custom. Right, okay. Out, right out of the box for you. So now you don't okay. have to do any upgrades. It's going to last for, you know, for a long time. Right. Now, the dude has been playing for 10 years. And, uh, and so he knew he's already gone through a lot of different equipment and guns and everything. And he's like, you know, I'm ready to just, I, I've been doing this for so long. I'm going to continue doing it for probably that long or longer. So, uh, I want something that's going to be reliable and I don't have to mess with, I want to get it. I don't have to open it up. I don't have to mess with it. And then just, you know, we're ready to go. So it did. When he first told me though, I was like, bro, for a toy gun, <laughs> so, I know, and then when you say, but it's more than a toy, like, <laughs> you know, it's a toy gun, dude. It shoots, it does it shoot plastic. Yeah, you know? right. It's a toy gun. I know, I hate to put your spirits down, but it, it, yeah. at the end of the day, it's still a toy gun. It really but, is. But anyway. But it's, um, a, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's fun, yeah. And it's like. So what's your limit? You what's your limit? If, they, if you were looking at a gun and it was, uh, you know, 1500, yeah. 2300, what is it? Well, okay. So what I spent on the Rec 7 was. 450. Okay. Um, and I believe that I think that's probably the most expensive gun you can get from Cry. Uh, well, the most expensive rifle. I mean, I think their LMGs are obviously more expensive, but if yeah. you were to just get like a basic rifle, that's I think that is the most expensive one you can get from them, unless if something newer came out that I'm not familiar with. But 450 bucks just for the stock, and um, obviously I've had it for a while. I think it was like five months down the road or six months later, I just decided like I wanted to upgrade it. And then, so like I said, Joker told me about FACO Customs and I was looking through yeah. their builds and I was seeing like, oh, they have different tiers. There was a tier three, which costed, I think that was just like basic gearbox work, like shimming and stuff like that. And they throw in a barrel um, or in a hop up. And I think that was like about 350 and I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. And I looked at tier two and, uh, I think that was like 650. Um, and, and that was like really that now you're starting to get into the really high end stuff. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, 650, I could save for that, but you know, and so, you know, I just kind of looked over it because I thought I was going to go with the tier three. I'll, I'll yeah. get into the tier one. Now the tier one was 850. Now this is like creme de la creme. They okay. put, they put the gate, they put the, you know, new trigger, the, 
new gearbox that they custom build themselves. Every everything they make is handmade or, or hand assembled rather. They order the yeah. parts, but they hand assemble like everything tuned to perfection. And so, you know, I was just curious to see how much it costed, and I was like, oof, wow, eight hundred fifty bucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But that's for everything. So it's like uh, after that, you don't need to do anything else. Like there's right. literally nothing else you can do. So honestly, I, that's not bad. If you did, if yeah. you do eight fifty and you you spent four fifty on the gun, like the base stock version yeah. of the gun, and then you get that, like that's that's actually pretty common. I've heard people have, yeah. you know, I got twelve yeah. fifteen hundred dollars into this gun, and it's you know it's good. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish. The future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, so I so I emailed the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm interested in your builds. Um, in fact, this was kind of coincidental because I think at that time they just released a Rec 7 build. So I was like, hey, oh, I nice. saw your Rec 7 build and I was, you know, see if you could do mine. And uh, I was wondering, like, hey, I already got an upgraded um uh barrel and hop up in this thing so you know if you can just tinker with the tier bo- uh, or the uh, gearbox um you know that'd be great and he said like well um he said like well thanks for reaching out however um we're all sold out of the tier 3s and tier 2s all we have are the tier 1s the most expensive <laughs> build you can get yeah and i was like I was like, well, is there any chance you can just do the gearbox and like, you know, everything comes with it, but can you just minus the barrel and the hop up? He's like, we can, but we build these things to our specifications. So if we were to use your barrel that's already in it, there could be problems. Yep. Which which makes sense because like sometimes right. you have compatibility issues with those crytacs and if you don't, you know, if if you're not for those who are not familiar with FACO, they have what's so great about them is that they have their own Crytac division. Like these guys know what they're talking about. Wow. And they, yeah, and they told me like, yeah, if you're familiar with Crytax, they have a tendency not to work well with a lot of parts. They don't play nice just, with others. No, they don't. <laughs> but it's it is what it is because they're just high end guns and they're built to you know certain specifications. Yeah. Um, not that they're totally proprietary, but it's just like some are a no, little no. bit finicky. No, but that's so, how a lot of them are, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you know that's just how it is with Crytek. But um, so they said like the safer option may honestly just be getting the tier one. And he's like, and you know, I said okay, that's fine if if it means that I don't have to do anything else to it, and I know it's just going to be the best of the best then screw it. I'll just save up another couple weeks worth of pay. And I did. And then I got it. <laughs> and now <laughs> nice. it's being shipped as we speak. It it took okay. him a while. It took him a while. There was some drawbacks. I think the dude had like some knee surgery and, you know, and he had gotcha. some, some events to attend to because they do rent out their builds at 
uh, American Milsim. I believe that's like oh, their nice. main spot. So yeah, they yeah. rent out their builds and you know just basic business shit to attend to. And he said right. like, yeah, I'm sorry, it's taking so long, but we're finally shipping out to you. And yeah, it finally shipped, and I'm really happy to see it. It should it should be arriving either tomorrow or at the beginning of like next week or something. Okay. So I'm pretty pretty excited for that. That's good. Yep. But anyway, back to um what I was talking about the the gear. Um so I bought uh when I was looking for um you know a new plate carrier. I wanted to go with a plate carrier. I know some people like the chest read, but I just wanted to use a plate carrier. Mm-hmm. And um I was looking, I was like, okay, uh cry precision, way too fucking expensive. <laughs> Cuz I just wanted to see how much it cost because I knew cry precision was like it's it's basically the supreme of like the tactical world now what just, did, uh, when you looked it up how much was it oh i think it was like 400 bucks for like their newest one or like okay. their 300 some of them are a bit more reasonable like they're more minimalist ones but i wanted one that was like a full plate carrier um i think it's like their jpc or something like that uh, yeah can't remember the exact model but it was really freaking expensive and uh i was uh I looked on Agilite, more reasonable, but I was like, eh, 270. I was like, okay, let's see, let's see anything else. So, um, so I'm kind of just looking around, and I remember I still have some 5.11 gift cards from Christmas, and uh, I fucking love 5.11, dude. I uh-huh. love them. I love, dude, I'm wearing their pants and shoes right now, and this is, nice. I'm wearing their hat. Yeah. I literally wear all 5.11. I love their clothing. Uh, they have good tactical gear too, but I just I really love their clothing. So I was like, you know what? They sell a play carrier. I'm gonna see how you know. I'm gonna see what you know people say about it. And yeah, you know the reviews were pretty good. Um, it's not as common to see with like the high speed guys, but you know if it works, it works. And um, I go to the store and like I wanted the multicam one because multicam is sexy as hell. And I really wanted it. And I had like, I think a hundred bucks saved up in gift cards. Nice. And I was like, all right, I want the multicam play carrier. Do you have it? And he was like, oh, no, we do not. I was like, really? I, but I saw it in your, on your, on your online store. He's like, yeah, because it's only online. I was like, fuck. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I guess a lot of like their multicam stuff is like online only, I guess. Okay. I don't. I don't know why that is, but all the cool shit they have is just online only. So I order it online, and um, it eventually comes in the mail. And man, I was just really impressed. It fit really, really well. Um, it was um, it's a little bit bigger than um, like typical ones. I know there's like some smaller ones, but this is like a more medium, large size plate. So like plenty of room for you okay. know putting mag carriers like right records all that stuff and i was satisfied for that um i was satisfied with that for a while yeah or actually no i still have it um in fact i think i'll pretty much use it indefinitely but i ha- i actually have it right here nice yeah let's see it i don't know if you can awesome. see it well with the light but yeah here yeah, you go looks good. so it never looked like this originally the the setup was Three mag carriers right here. Three rifle uh-huh. mag character. Uh, or yeah, three mag carriers. Um, 
I wasn't really running a pistol at the time, so I didn't um I didn't really run any pistols. So yeah, I just kind of did with it as it originally was, but yeah. Um I ran I did I did some work with I I did want to run a radio obviously and they did yep. have um a uh a radio pouch that they sell there. So I just I so I just bought that. Okay. Um it's a nice pouch. I really like it. Yeah. Uh there there probably are some better ones, but this is I I like it. I've been using it. It's a little torn up, but it still works. Excellent retention. You know, you got a bungee strap right here that keeps oh, that yeah. shit in place. Uh-huh. Um, but the way I used to run this radio is that I had an antenna extender. So this thing never used to be directly attached to the radio. It would just run through the cumber. I just weave it through the cumberbund oh, and it would okay. sit back here. Obviously, there was no backpack here. I would just run it. I would just stick it through the molly. Oh, okay. This was very early on. And um so you put well, the backpack on there and everything? Yep, I put the backpack on there. That was um this is a Haley Strategic Flat Pack Plus. Okay. Probably the best backpack you can get on the market, hands down. I know Agilite has some good stuff, but this is the best. The OG flat pack is hands down, in my opinion, the best. Nice. It is super low profile. Right. Like, look how freaking slim Dude, that it's is. So thin. And when you need it, when you need it to be um you know, a little bit larger, you can expand it. If I can get at the zipper, I think it's right here. I know that's that's the uh, let's work it a little bit. So you see that zipper right there? See how it has like that oh, yeah. little? It's like an expansion. Um, yeah, it's a yeah, it's basically an expansion. Uh, I love when space uh, when right backpacks there. and and all those kind of things yeah, and, do that. Yeah, and the whole like profile of the pack does it too, like this flap. Uh-huh. I love around when they the do whole that. circumference of the or the whole surface of the pack. So literally, the whole thing just like splits open. Uh huh. Which is sweet because you can just access everything all at once, and you know it can expand out. There's a right. hidden zipper in there, but it's just all Velcro, so you can just literally put whatever you want in there. Um, I actually put. Uh, some little retainers right here for like oh, yeah. mags, smokes, whatever you want. And obviously you can fit a uh, camel back in there too. It's got a zipper. Oh, nice. Yep. So you could put okay. uh, hydro packs, whatever you need. But originally it, it never looked like that. It was super minimalistic. It, it mm. only had like what I needed and everything like that. Now, and, what, uh, how much was that? How much? That was, was about, so it was 230. Yeah, okay. 230 bucks. They were having a sale at the time, which was good. And plus the $100 the of the what? The mini map? The mini map. By Cry? No. Yeah, it's like a it's a mini backpack. And it's like No, triple, I haven't seen It's like the... triple what the what you said the original Cry you looked at was. Oh, I'm not surprised. Like a, yeah. Bro, okay. They're like a it's collector's insane. item. Yeah. They're like well, a thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks. Well, that's what you get when you buy from military contractors. <laughs> they jack up their prices because they know who's feeding them. I don't even think well, maybe it is from there, but it's like uh this whole trading um collecting community with mini maps. I yeah. was like, dude, what? This is crazy. crazy. And I it's know. like this tiny, okay? Yeah, it's not even that like 
I mean, Paleo Strategic isn't cheap, but it's way more reasonably priced than yeah. freaking Cry. <laughs> and and Cry can get away with it because they're mm-hmm. government. They have government contracts, and they can jack up the prices. And the, the government don't fucking care. They got no. infinite money. <laughs> they print money out of thin air, so they can yeah, just get away with it by jacking up the prices. But anyway, that's that's another story. That's that's why they can get away with it. But yeah, I, I love that carrier. It's great uh, for its price. I mean, for five eleven. I mean. 511 when it comes to their tactical gear i mean they're just underrated as hell their clothes are nice everybody loves their clothes but their actual tactical gear i i think is pretty underrated so i've been satisfied with it ever since um i've been using it for almost a year now and uh i love it and oh actually should probably show you this too this is i also used the helmet when i first started or actually not when i first started but when i started getting back into it i got a helmet yeah. now again it never used to look like this with all the shit on here right it never had it never had a cover on here um it, it didn't have the gopro man i didn't even have a gopro at the time i did wear ear pro because mm. i like to protect my ears because you never know when a bb is just gonna fly right into your ear <laughs> right never had that happen to me but it's just you know it, i just like the protection because it's a little more practical plus you get the benefit of amplification because right. these are the these are the um, Comtac replicas. Okay. So yeah, yep. they're you know they look like Peltors and or not Peltors but Comtacs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they just serve the same function. They're just a knockoff Those replica. Those things are but they work. Man. Yeah, but they yeah. work. They work. They absolutely work. I mean, you can get real Comtacs. I mean, you can be that guy. I mean, I probably will get a real, you know, just like a real pair soon because yeah, you know, I want the authentic look. But it's like. There's nothing wrong with these things. It's no, like, my, my yeah. son got a like a thirty dollar pair. I don't even know what they were called. Maybe Surefire or something like that. And uh, thirty dollar oh, Surefire. Um, I don't even think Surefire makes those. They make like weapon lights and uh, um, maybe it stuff was, like uh, that. So it was a different Z-tac. brand. If it was thirty bucks, it would probably be like a ZTAC or something. That sounds uh, familiar. So he's like, "Here, yeah. try these on." I was like, "Oh, okay, earmuffs. Like, cool." He's like, "No, no, turn this thing." And he turned the knob. And I was like, whoa. Like, I heard the air conditioning running in way down the hall, like it was right next to me. You know, he turned yep. the volume up on the amplification. And I was like, what is that noise? He goes, <laughs> yeah, it amplifies. He goes, wait, hold on. And he claps real loud next it's to like my a ear. superpower. And I didn't hear it. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, you guys didn't have this in the mil- when you were in the military? I was like, no, we had the, the yellow little spongy things. Yeah, just the little <laughs> – Doing the class X and lawsuit on Crazy, there or whatever, dude. yeah. It just, dude, it just amazes me how, like, our grandfathers literally ran into the fucking trenches in World War II with, like, literally nothing on their ears. No. It's like, how can you still hear me talk? <laughs> how can you still hear me? Mm. Like, after all that? incredible it's you it, learn how it's to read lips. incredible <laughs> yeah that's that's one that's one good skill to have but yeah um but yeah th- this is the same helmet i've had for months and months now and, you gotta, uh, uh, that's what's the tubes the um x-fog the x-fog yep perfect yep that's good. love this thing best investment i've ever had originally yeah. i just ran uh like the tango style uh goggles i would so what i would do is that i there would be like these bungee uh straps 
connected to Velcro. I uh-huh. strap them on here, strap, you know, strap one on that side, one on that side, and that would be an anchor point. And then I just slide it over the helmet, rest on my eyes, and then it would just won't slip. It it was it's a good setup if you like wearing those uh, those goggles. But then I discovered that they just don't, um, you know, they're just a little bit bulky for me. Um, I mean, it was a good like they they didn't fog because they had good ventilation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wanted something a little more pro, uh, you know, a little less profile. Uh-huh. But I, but that was that wasn't until like way down the road when I was like in you know with the Mobros team when I actually started investing in stuff like this because I didn't know this stuff existed. You know, it's only when oh, yeah. uh yeah I I didn't know this. I didn't know half this shit existed, existed. <laughs> when they were when they first got into it. I'm like, that's why he was like, here, try these earmuffs on. I'm like, okay, yeah. And uh, I mean, I was blown away. Everything they were showing me, like the X Fog thing. He's like, yeah, we're gonna get one of those. I was like, what is that? He's like, that's a little fan with tubes that go into your goggles, so it doesn't, you know, keeps from fog. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, such yeah, a simple and I got idea. The, uh, yeah, and I really got good. Yeah, I got the uh, Valhalla. Uh, I, I wear the ESS crossbows, you know, the shooter's glasses. So yeah. to make them full seal, Valhalla Tactical makes these uh, these gaskets that just snap in. They work with oh, Oakley's nice. too, but yeah, they have like the little, I think I have them somewhere. Um, I don't know, maybe I didn't bring them up with me, but um, basically what they, oh no, hold on. I think I got them right here. Yeah, here they are. So a lot of people have been running these lately so these are ess crossbows but they have see this Ooh, gasket nice yeah oh they're oh they're amazing and they have these little yeah what I are those know, these gaskets but these literally just slip right in oh for the tube here yeah so you just you know put one in and it delivers fresh air right into there and it feeds through i don't know if you can see it but so you see that little right oh yeah yeah see that little uh-huh. uh, airway it's, right it's there a vent. yeah it's yeah a tiny vent yep so it just feeds right through that vent and it covers the whole surface area of the uh the lens so, so yeah was that so did the glasses come with those with those no little... no though you gotta buy oh, them separately okay. yeah because ess doesn't make anything like that that's the the gaskets are from valhalla tactical so yeah. they make them for the ESS and the Oakleys. And but, they make them, you know, to, uh, to fit for or use with the uh, X-Fog, man. That's cool as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I think they wow. came out with that just recently. Okay. I don't know if it was like this year or last year, but like I've – it's only like since the beginning of this year I've seen people wear stuff like this. Yeah, those look badass. I think, yeah, originally you just kind of had to – Jerry rigged the tubes in like uh the goggles. Yep. But it's like, man, like people what live a good by this. Idea. They live yeah. by this, dude. For real. Oh yeah. People once that came out, people ditched the goggles and they went right to the shooter's glasses. Mm-hmm. Cuz I know a lot of people that use those as their eye pro for real steel. So it's like Okay. Great. Great solution, but like I said before, I wasn't running that stuff. I was running the big um, <laughs> Tango-style uh, goggles. And, um, yeah, the big yeah and then that, I was running that gear for a while. And uh, it was good. Work, worked a long time, or at least for uh, 
yeah, until I, you know, felt like changing the stuff on there because I wanted something a little bit better. But, um, mm-hmm. but I guess I should probably get into um, of how I uh, met Mobro. So it was just a typical day, and uh, it was I think this was like yeah February of this year. Okay. Um. Yeah, and so I I saw their tent there. I was like, how long oh, so that's the going? team. How long had you been playing before you met him? Oh, I've been playing. So. I guess minus the year-long hiatus I took, I guess like maybe a a year, maybe not even okay. a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like, you know, obviously I said before I had to take a break because I was, you know, had more serious things at hand. But, um, but yeah, when I came back to it, um, you know, I saw their tent uh, that one day, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, I recognize that because I saw the patches everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so I I think Matt was definitely there. Joker was definitely there. And uh like the regular guys, um yeah, just all the regulars, the people I still know. And uh yeah, so I guess it was like a recruiting day. And uh oh, another thing I should mention too is that I really got into the new Modern Warfare or I know the new Modern Warfare 3 is coming out, but when the new Modern Warfare 2 dropped, yeah, I fucking loved Ghost. The new oh, Ghost was yeah, freaking yeah. amazing. So yeah. I got me one of these. Nice. <laughs> it looks freaking awesome. And that's why they call me Ghost, by the way. I don't know if okay. you can tell, but yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, so I <laughs> and it was my first day wearing that mask because I really wanted to try it out. And uh so yeah, I had the whole get up on and everybody was looking at me like, dude what is like where did you get that and i was like i don't know i just bought it on uh are you familiar with etsy at all yes uh-huh. yeah they that's probably the place to go for all the cosplay stuff but anyway that's where i got it and they were just like i mean i wasn't really this is before i had like a real serious kit but it's like everyone was just so blown away because they just never seen the mask because like the game literally just came out and uh you know, n- nobody really knew about like the uh, the 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 character redesign for Ghost, and mm. um, yeah, so that was just really funny to see everybody's reactions. But um, so yeah, we go out and play. They you know they take some footage of me playing, and they uh, they they contact me um, saying like, hey, we really liked what you did. And we loved seeing you play out there. And he's like, hey, if you consider joining the team. And I was, uh, you know, I was like, damn. I was like, I know I wanted to take Airsoft seriously, but do I, do I want to take it this seriously? Like, join a whole freaking team? I was like, you know uh, what? big step. I know. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to dive right into it. And I said, you know what? Yes, I do. Because that was really fun. Because that was the first time. I got to play with really competent people that had like full comms. Everybody just had chemistry. And it was like, if I can get more action like that, that would, that would totally sell it for me. Cause that's what, I, that's just what I was looking for. I didn't know it, but that's what I was looking uh-huh. for in airsoft. So yeah, I contact them back saying like, yeah, I absolutely would love to. I love playing with you guys. And, you know, after, 
you know, few text messages. They invite me to the group chat, and it's like, okay, now you're a recruit for Mobro's Airsoft. And I was like, sweet. Um, does this mean like I'm on the team? Is like, yeah, but you're not a full member yet. So <laughs> what I had to do is that I had to join a couple more games with them, uh, and then go to a road game. I was like, oh, I've never uh-huh. been on a on the road before. Like, what do you Gotta mean, travel. like on the road? It's like. Well, our next event on the road, I think this would be good for you because I've never been to a Milsim event. I've never been to anything like that. No overnights, Mm -hmm. nothing. It's like, this is a, yeah, it was an event out in, I'd call it like a field event. It was like pseudo Milsim, pseudo skirmish. Like we call them field, we call them field events. And, uh, it was, it was obviously themed. They, I guess this was something, uh, this field, uh, it's called Albany, yeah, Albany Paintball Experience, huh. um, and this is actually where I first met the Valkyrie Directive too. So this oh, is nice. this is a, this is really good networking too, and right. um, yeah. So they said like this is a really good intro. You're gonna love it. There'll be, you know, it won't be crowded, but you'll get to meet tons of people, work yeah. with them, and it'll just be a really good time. I think it'll be good for you. It's like you know what? Fine, uh, I'll. You know, if as long as you can give me a ride, that'd be great. So, ride wasn't too bad. It was just uh, across the border from uh, Pittsfield, Mass, which is good. Okay. And uh, so we stayed at the uh, hotel there, nice. and uh, I just got to you know mingle with the team and just got to know them better. It was like these are these are such a great group of guys, and this was like first impression because this is the first time I ever hung out with them. Right. And I was you know, so yeah, honestly, great 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 group of guys and uh so yeah next morning we uh go to the event i'm in my get i'm in my get up and uh yeah so um and everybody had the you know everybody's like whoa who's that in the ghost mask <laughs> and it was and oh that's cool. everybody was like yeah that's our new member he's he's really into the larp <laughs> and uh yeah it was it was pretty funny i just i just love seeing re- people's reactions because oh yeah it's cool i've man. just i've just been i mean ever since like i really started to like really dress up for airsoft it's just like that's just kind of that's just kind of like my sort of fun you know sure apart oh, from mean, the game like the cosplay and everything yeah. yeah oh yeah but yeah, There's so a lot of people they go they go to yeah. an event with uh, you know wearing something that um, is maybe not practical for gameplay, but you know they, they I mean the first part of an event whatever event it is is like meet and greet and and show and tell like this is you know that's what everyone does in airsoft. Yeah, so it it was dude it was a great time. I mean, <laughs> even though it, it it was pretty unfortunate um because they that day i think they were supposed to get like thunderstorms and we were supposed to have guys from vermont like these are guys that maddie knew um i think it was ethan allen boys i think a couple of them showed up i i I think they're based in vermont i think green mountain is also based in vermont i don't don't know if they were invited but Mm. um a couple of dogs of war guys um i don't know if you know reaper six but that's his team He's yep. good friends with Maddie. Um, I don't think any of them showed up. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, in, of... in short, yeah, people 
didn't want to drive long distances just to see like, oh, it's raining cats and dogs. Why the fuck yeah. did I even come here? Just to find <laughs> the event canceled. But it didn't, it, dude, it was like totally sunshine the whole time. It's like, oh, it's cool. as usual, the friggin' weather forecast lies to me. So <laughs> it's like, great. They changed it. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm glad because, you know, it cleared up and I wasn't, you know, soaked by the end. But but because we didn't have a lot of people there, yeah. you know, it, we were just totally outnumbered. It was like we went from having the numbers advantage to not having the numbers advantage by like twofold. Like it was like literally three to one. Oh, my the God. other team. Yeah, it was. I had to say it was like 40 against 15 or 20. Holy Maybe like cow. forty, yeah, oh yeah. But man, so did y'all we make were some good pushes. Spent a we lot were... of time walking back to spawn or reviving each other. Yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> but man, did we make some good pushes? Yeah, really good pushes. I was, dude, I was impressed. We actually got significant points. Like we didn't, mm. like I, like we really didn't get that slaughtered. I was so surprised. Yeah. And and like I said, it's like, dude, these. These guys just know how to communicate. Yeah. And they were just totally getting me up to speed. I mean, like, even in the most, just, like, even in the most, like, undesirable conditions, we were still having fun, and we were still able to, you know, make gains and, you know, just kind of, you know, just all in all have fun. You know, it, you know what? We weren't demoralized. You know, nobody right. was like, "Oh, I quit." Man, like, this sucks. All we're yeah. doing is in spawn, and yeah, like uh, nobody okay. had that. Nobody, nobody showed up. That. Yeah. In fact, I think it was the other team because, like, they were so bored standing in the objective for so long, not doing anything. <laughs> Some oh, of them I'll actually bet. left. I'll bet. It, so yeah, it was kind of funny. We've but, actually seen a couple of yeah. events like that. My boys have been to a couple of events like that where. The little bit smaller ones where they didn't know, uh, you know, maybe it was a weather thing and, you know, a lot of yeah. people didn't show up for one team, one side. And um, yeah. so what they did, uh, uh, there is sometimes with the, if the event host is aware of, you know, this kind of mismatch with the, yep. the you know, different teams size, whatever, they'll, um, they'll kind of throw in some different missions or they'll have the admins go in and help, you know, kind of direct these guys over here or kind of help, you know, kind of balance it out. But um, they've been to a couple that were not balanced and yeah. they were like, dude, it was so boring because they were like, there was no, no one to shoot. You yeah. Know, they're in an objective. There's like, they're sitting there all day, like no one to shoot. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> it's the outnumbered team that gets more action and has more fun. Uh huh. Yeah. Cause they get more stuff to do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but overall it was a great time. I mean, cool. everybody everybody had a good time. Certainly me, but um and uh well, yeah, that's a good so thing after too the, about these yeah. bigger events, they're um they're, you know, it, it's like we said before, you know, it's the community. So it's more of a hey man, this is like a camping trip, you know? Like yeah, you're staying in a hotel, but you've got yeah that's sort of what kind of how we treated it yeah yeah it's the whole thing so even if you know even if you had a kind of a crappy day on the field you, yeah the, it's that's not your only experience it's like yeah exactly say hey we get to hang out afterwards and have uh-huh. a few drinks like come on 
Yeah, so you can't really be that, you know, you can't yeah. be that disappointed because, like, you came all the, I came out there to hang out with new people yeah, it's, and right. make new friends. So it's like, part. yeah. So it's like well, the game was this. only what half did, of uh, it. Where did you guys go to eat? What kind of food did you get after the uh, event? Oh, we went to the local pizza place. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess the the Valkyrie Directive just, I mean, they're from that area, so they know where all the good spots are. So yeah. it was good. We had some good pizza. Nice. And then um, we bet we went back. The Mobros team went back to our hotel, and this was this was such a cool moment because um, now events over. I completed all my requirements. I went to the two skirmishes, but this was the big event, the road event. Just finished that, and I, you know, I go back saying like, and now I was just kind of like joking too. It's like, hey, when do I get that membership? Now it's like, because <laughs> like they said, like, okay, we'll make a formal announcement. It's you know, it will, you'll get it, you'll get it. And then Joker was like, no, we're gonna do this right now. And there was there was actually another uh, recruit, um, uh, donut, uh, that was coincidentally there at the same time we got recruited at the same time we met each yeah. other at rpc2 on that day and um you should also get him on the podcast too he's an awesome dude but uh yeah, yeah sure. so we're both there we're both there and he's like you know what fuck it these two worked our friggin' asses off so you know what <laughs> we're putting this to a vote all in favor of team membership say aye and then everybody's like uh, uh yep aye okay <laughs> and then it was like fuck it it's official nice <laughs> so i was like yes that's cool but yeah that was such a funny and cool moment but yep so from that on from that point on we were team members and uh yeah so it, it ever since then i've no, been this was back in hanging out with the say, team. february yep this was in well okay. joined the team as a recruit in february this oh. was like in april okay, yeah so this okay. is like a couple, couple months, months after yep a yeah. couple months later so um yeah so and now, yeah. how how many events have you been been to with them? Yes, since yeah, then? I was just gonna get into that because I, man, I've been to quite a few. Um, but the the big event was probably or the biggest event was ArcLight. I mean, there was some there was some mm. in between ones. Um, is that Grimnir? That, yeah, Grimnir. Yeah, yep, yeah. Grimnir. Um, there was like there was a couple um others like um. There was another one at the same field, Ape. There was uh, uh, Albany Paintball Experience. There was uh, Gangs of New York. That's their um, that's oh, their yeah. like traditional. Right. Are, are you familiar with it? I've heard of it. Yeah, so you've heard, heard of it. Yeah, a bunch that's, of people have that's, talked about it. That's apparently like their event. I mean, uh -huh. Outbreak, the one that I received my team membership on. Uh, I mean, that's you know, their event too, but like, this is the event that they plan for like event. Valkyrie like directive and yeah. their, um, and Northern virus who I guess is their rival team, but like, it's, it's a friendly rivalry, obviously, of but course. yeah, they, um, yeah, that's like their event. Like that's what they plan for. So it's pretty special for the Valkyrie directive, especially. Yeah. And uh, I got to play there, but that was only with like, uh, Joker and me and, uh, to another older member. And yeah, so it was just three of us because nobody else could go. It was still fun, but like that wasn't like a team event. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the really true team event where like 70, like most 75, most of us, you know, are 75% of us 
uh, were there for was the Arclight event. That right. that was the event of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, could have been Anthropos, but that got canceled. But oh, we're, did it? We're, yeah, it did. I know. I was so disappointed because I enjoyed Arclight so much. And okay, I think I, think it I was, heard about this. Yeah. yeah, they posted on their IG and you know their other right. socials, but yeah, I think it the reason they gave was is because of um, I think they just had burnout from the other events that they did because that's they, what it was. They had yeah, I, remember, I remember the seeing the post. Yeah, they did Benghazi, which was um an op for um you know insurgents versus uh security force kind of yeah. game mode. Um that. That was a huge freaking event. Huge. And I guess maybe because of that and like Arclight too, they just yeah. had burnout and there was like, you know what? We got a plan. You know, we're going to have to take a little bit more planning. And, um, you know, we just got back from a big event. We need to recuperate a little bit. And, um, you know, we'll be more than ready for next year. And I was like, oh, that sucks. But yeah, at least there's. You know, at least there's a lot more to look forward to, at least. And um, so, but the event before that was supposed to be Blood Diamond at Zulu 24. Okay. Which I've never been to, so I was really stoked because I've never been to that field. And I've heard it's right. great. It's super dynamic. You get all the CQB fields or the CQB sections of the field, which I really enjoy. And then you got uh -huh. like the flat range, right. um, open, long range portions. So... And then guess what? That got freaking canceled too. <laughs> oh, Blood Diamond got canceled too. Maybe yeah. I did see that. I don't. Yeah, Blood okay. Diamond got freaking canceled too. Like, and I, I'm pretty damn sure it was like almost in the same week. Because oh, I don't know wild. if it had anything. I don't know if it had anything to do with Grimnir because they were hosting Anthropus at Zulu 24. So, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, they're still having their skirmish, yeah, but yeah. the event is canceled. Huh. So sucks because yeah, that sucked. i yeah but um but yeah arc light at least was huge that's what i heard and um but that's that's actually the event i want to get into more detail because that's really when our team shined like really shined and uh and that and that was like my first true milsim event um i mean it may be not as like extreme as like milsim west but like you know, you're you're camping overnight for about mm. actually, yeah, two nights. Okay. So almost two days. You're camping out, and you know there's gonna be some veteran Milson players there that know mm -hmm. what they're doing. So it's like this is real deal. Now, did so, they play um, on that event? Did they do uh, night ops? They did do night ops, and okay. I got the absolute. Just, just the absolute honor. Even I, I, I'd say privilege, but it was literal. It was just a literal honor, because like the fact that I was even able to have this at my disposal was freaking awesome. I got to use night vision for the first time in my life, and it was so, so freaking cool. That's it's, cool. It's like people ask me, like, dude, what is it like to wear night vision? I didn't have like the fancy dual tubes. I just had the monos, which are still very good. Yeah. Um, but dude, people tell me like, dude, what is it like to just see in the dark? And it's like, it's a superpower. 
It really it's a is. goddamn it's a goddamn superpower, especially when you pair it with you know you pair it with this. Right. You can hear everything and see everything. So That's crazy. Dude, it's amazing. And the fact that I had um an IR device too. So mm. like it had IR lasers, IR illuminators. So it's like not just the night vision, but like also the fact that I could I had like an actual aiming device for the night vision so I could just point shoot and I had tracers and everything. Man, it just looked so cool. It's like I was playing that mission from MW 2019, you know, like the, the I forget what it's called, but like where they break into that house and they just go full, oh, yeah. full, full goon shit. But anyway, that was that looked so cool. That looked so cool. Um, and I did get. I did get footage, but unfortunately, I made the rookie mistake of putting the GoPro inside a clamshell case because I thought it was going to rain a bit, so I wanted to keep my GoPro dry. I mean, I know it's waterproof, yeah, but it's like I didn't want it to get it. I didn't want it to get wet or anything. So not only that, you don't want to get shot. Yeah, or shot, but it's been shot so many times that I, I just it's not. <laughs> I, I just accepted that it's not going to break. But anyway, what what it did is that. Oh, I'll I'll never make this mistake again. What it did is that it actually amplified the audio because it wasn't it's it's I mean it's airtight. Well, I wouldn't say airtight, but it's watertight, but yeah. there's still a little bit of space in there where it amplifies the sound waves a little bit from, you know, incoming noise. So mm-hmm. you know, when you have uh you know, so GoPro obviously mounted right here. And then I have XFOG right here. Yep. And also, I don't know if you, sh- if I showed you, but that's also where I run an external battery pack too. It's a nice mm. setup, but yeah, it was picking up. Uh, it was actually picking up the XFOG noise. Yeah. And so, literally, if, we had if the you, exact if, I were to, if I were, if I were, if you, if I were to show you footage from that game, all you would literally hear is. Yep. That's all you would hear. Uh-huh. You could barely hear my voice. Everybody sounded like they were in a tunnel. I was like, "Oh my!" And there's no way to God. cut that out, bro. There's no way to cut that out. No. You can have I the tried. best freaking sound design, uh-uh. but you you can't you can't get rid of it. And I was really disappointed because Maddie is trying to compile good footage from that event. I was like, "Hope you don't need audio." <laughs> like, hope you don't need audio because it's shit. It is yeah. absolute shit. But it did catch a really good moment though. Um, it was at the first night and this is so freaking cool. Cause we, they put us into trucks and they sent us out to the objective and this, and it's getting pitch black. So this was, it was only the nods guys out there. They, they sent us out to, you know, to deliver first contact with yeah. the opposing forces. And, um, uh, it eventually, you know, scuffles and skirmishes occur. So they, they push us back a little bit. That's, that's just what happens, I guess. I mean, um, there was another four, uh, there was another squad that was trying to capture another, another objective. I, I'm not quite sure exactly where it was. Yeah. Um, because obviously I wasn't familiar with this field mm-hmm. or actually, or actually fun fact though. Remember how I said I played paintball like only once at a oh, field yeah. during vacation? 
Yeah, it was that same field in Pennsylvania. That's wild. Okay. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> the first crazy. time I got to play paintball, I got to play at my first Milsom event in Airsoft. That's but, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, I they were off to like another uh, objective, and uh, so I was stuck defending. Um, I mean, it was an important objective, so that's where yeah. they kind of relayed most of us. Um, so we pushed back a little bit into the the building so we could get some cover and establish some command. At least that's where what Matty Mo was doing with Reaper Six. And um you know, we get hit hard, they got launchers, they're throwing shit at us from like like a hundred feet away. And I mean it was down to the freaking wire. Like we it was almost like we have no like failure is not an option. Because yeah. like if they capture this they can sleep on this objective and our spawn is like literally not even a mile down the road. So like they can just cut us right off there from like getting to like other spots on the map. So it's like failure was almost never an option. Uh-huh. And I think it was like, when was pause X? I think it was like, uh, I want to say it took place at 1 AM and this was 1230. Yeah. I think it was like 1230 at night. And they capture the objective, and uh, we have technicals coming in. We're trying to we're trying to make a dent in something, yeah. but they just have, I, I guess they just dug in somewhere and they just kept getting lucky throws and with their nade, <laughs> and they just kept disabling those technicals. So they sent back to spawn to, uh, oh you know, time, yeah. I think they were like on a fifteen minute timer too. So it was like that's valuable freaking oh, time. Shit. Yeah, dude. So it. So it's like the next time the technicals come in, that's that that's it. They're done. Next time uh, they come in, they're done. Cause um, yeah, cause with cause without them, they're you know that's that's our advantage. Oh, cause the other team didn't have technicals, but we did. Okay. So it's like we had to use them to our advantage. So uh-huh. you know we were put on standby to wait for the technicals to come to make our last push. And meanwhile, Maddie, um, and Reaper were up, you know, doing command shit, and he. Uh, he sees a couple of people go into that to an adjacent building next to me where the actual ca- uh, capture point is. Yeah. And so he makes, honestly, dude, I think this is probably the best grenade throw I've ever seen in my life. He, I didn't see it. He was up above the, I think he was, yeah, he was on the floor above me. Like the definition of a Kobe throw. He throws it, <laughs> somehow gets it in the freaking window of the first floor and just wipes out everybody oh at least he thought he wiped out everybody yeah i discovered later that he actually freaking did it was oh, amazing cool. amazing and i could tell because um what they wear they wear tourniquets oh, yeah. um that have lights on them so you could so, dude it was just red it, it, it looked like christmas time the, <laughs> the amount of freaking lights i saw it's like and I was like, dude, you just freaking got all of them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's going back and forth a bit. And it comes down to the last five minutes. I think, yeah, either five or three minutes. Regardless, it was like it was coming down to minutes. And, um, and yeah, so we were just kind of getting desperate. Yeah. And anybody everybody was looking around like okay uh we we gotta 
we got to push. We got to make an assault element and we got to push that building. No, I, we don't care who's around there. We just got to get bodies in there. And then we f- see headlights in the distance. I'm like, that's the technical. Let's, let's hunker down and let's see if we can just kind of take cover behind it and see if we can get across the road to the, to the building where the actual capture point is. Um, and then finally comes around and I just see Rick, uh, Reaper six He's like, go Emmanuel. I'm just going. He like, he just comes down the stairs and just books it to the <laughs> to the rear of the vehicle. And I was like, I'm looking around. He's like, nobody's covering him. He's like, fuck it, I'm going. I'm going. And he's like, I'm coming with you. And then uh, I take cover behind the truck. There's a log pile right in front of the building. Oh, that's cool. And I try to take cover, and he, you know, he's trying to give me support fire. And he's like, go, go, I got him, I got him down, their heads are down, go, go, go. And I move into the building, I'm the only one there, I have no man on my six, I have nobody supporting me, except Rick, who is trying to make me get to the doorway. Yeah. So I enter, I look around, get one guy, and I, I guess that was the only guy that was alive, because I look to my left and right, and sure enough, nobody. Maddie. Maddie just got them all with that one grenade That's throw. crazy. He just got them all. And... And this was this was honestly the most funny part. Um, I see Donut, who I, men- who I mentioned earlier, um, or actually, I don't know what he was doing before that, but he somehow got into the building, but he got shot. Okay. Um, he was on a bleed out. He was still alive. Um, he, he yells to me. He's like, I'm in the adjacent room, in the adjacent room. I'm like, okay, I got to capture this first, though. Um, so the way their capture points work, they're pretty cool they they have like an actual you you ever seen like an electrical box like it looks like that yep and it's got an led panel with led you know lights and it's like shaped like a circle Uh and there's a button right next to it one i I believe one for red and one for blue gotcha uh we were blue i knew that so i pressed the blue button and i'm like it's not turning blue why isn't it turning blue um so i keep pressing it and i was like i'm like i grab um you know i'm i'm calling into maddie i'm like maddie the the, the fucking thing's not turning blue what the hell do i do (laughs) and and he's like and and all i can hear is like you gotta and i was like oh no i don't know what you just said (laughs) i don't know what i don't know why there was any interference but i i was like fuck so i just keep pressing and pressing and then finally i i think i hear something coming he's like don't spam it <laughs> oh <laughs> he shit didn't see me spamming the, i'm because i told him like i'm just pressing the button he's like don't spam it i'm like oh, oh okay i'm not spamming it and because he thought i reset the timer by pressing it so many times but i didn't oh. it actually captured it so what it was doing is that it was um the red lights were turning off one by one going oh, down. Okay. And then once they actually disappeared, the blue lights blue. appeared and then it started going back up to blue. Okay. I was like, okay, <laughs> thank God. I thought I fucked something up. And then, uh, so I look around, okay, room's totally clear. We're good to go. I pick my guy up donuts up. Um, and I believe actually Joker was on top of that building. He was on top yeah. of the capture point with his uh, M240. And uh, I don't know if he I don't know if he got down or not. Um, he may have still been alive. Uh, 
But anyway, I, I hear him up there and I'm like, yo, I just got the point. And he's like, yes, that's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> I love you. And uh, sure enough, uh, we kept it. We we held him back long enough. And uh, yeah, we captured that point. I was everybody was like, dude, what happened? Did we keep it? It's like, yep. And uh, somebody pointed at me. He's like, dude, Ghost just fucking solo captured that shit. And it was like. <laughs> Oh my god. That it was the great, it was the greatest feeling. It was the I'm greatest sure. feeling of my life. And uh That's and I was cool. like, dude, but if it wasn't I mean the real credit on or I mean most of the credit was for the technical crew cuz like if they didn't show up there, it's like I wouldn't have gotten that that good cover that I got mm-hmm. because they were deflecting all those BBs off the windshield and the right. and the body of the truck, so yeah. That was probably like the best highlight uh, that first night, and then yeah. So then we uh, we sleep through the night, and uh, oh yeah, I guess I should also mention like I I had a little it, the night vision though. Um, I was using it, but it took a lot of getting used to. Obviously, because I mean it was my oh, first sure. time. I mean they told me how to like adjust it and everything. Yeah, I was like, man, it just it just not coming in clear that you know oh. it's just not coming in that clear. So I so so most of the time I was flipping it up and down up and down because mm-hmm. I was using my white light and okay I have an insane light on <laughs> when I was uh uh for the night game or the night portion yeah and uh guess how many lumens that flashlight is or actually I'll is show it one you of those it. ones is it one of those ones that like burns paper and shit oh no 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 nothing like that <laughs> I actually have it on my MP7 that. I might as well show you, but yeah, I want to see it. Beautiful. Yeah, push it back a little bit so you can actually see the. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is gas blowback. I didn't use this thing at the event because it was. Oh, wasn't... that is a gas blowback. Yeah, what? yeah, it is. Yep. Bro, those oh. uh, those mags are not cheap. Seventy-five bucks for MP7 mags. Yeah, man. And I have like eight of them. Woo! <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I really wanted to run this thing as a primary at some point, but that obviously didn't happen during that game. I was still running uh, my Crytac. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, the uh, flashlight. So that flashlight right there is what I was yeah. running. And uh, it's it's a nice flashlight. It's actually a pretty good budget flashlight. Okay. It's from, what it's is from it? Fenix. What brand is it? Fenix. Okay. F-E-N-I-X. Fenix. Got and it. it's their TK sixteen. I mean, I mean, look at this thing. It looks pretty cute, right? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and I'm blind. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know it may not look that bright on the camera, but it was outputting at like three thousand and fifty lumens. Yeah, three thousand lumens. I was literally lighting up buildings with that thing. It was. I bet. Pretty, yeah, and people were when I was using that because I was using it to spot. Um, enemies in the distance and for counter um nvg guys right um because oh man if you shine a light in the face of Uh nvgs oh my god they they scramble but um but yeah i was using it for that when i didn't need to use my nod so much because we were trying to use as much white uh white light as possible yeah and so i i shine at a you know a good spot where where we're taking contact and everybody's like what what the heck is that? Did somebody just shine a freaking spotlight? It was like, oh no, that's just my flashlight. 
And they're like, that's your fucking flashlight on your gun? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, those I'm things are amazing. Serious. Yeah, this this thing is awesome. I plan to get an like an actual tactical one because sometimes yeah. this thing is a little too bright in confined spaces. So I actually want to get like a an actual scout light that's at the right lumens, okay. like around like a thousand or eight hundred or something like that. Gotcha. Maybe in fifteen hundred, but like a thousand is usually that good sweet spot. But yeah, yeah maybe that's what I use. Yeah, aperture or something. Yeah, and it, and it needs to be longer too because of that. Uh, so it can clear a little bit better oh. for that suppressor. Cause you know, when you use shorter lights, yeah, the longer yeah. the barrel is, the more shadow uh-huh. or, or the, yeah, the more, you know, it protrudes onto yep. the light that you're casting. So mm-hmm. that's, that's another reason why you see those long ass flashlights, those long scout lights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I mean, it worked perfectly well. And, uh, yeah. So I was pretty satisfied with the performance and, uh, but yeah, like I said, the night vision, it, took some getting used to but at least i could always rely on that flashlight right now first actual day um we're you know typical typical milsim event you know one side captures one objective then we capture the other it's a back and forth nothing really that exciting happens i mean i get some good kills and everything yeah um i mean honestly dude most of the highlights came from the night i don't Okay. Just all the fun was at night. At least for me, it was. Yeah. So I'll just kind of skip right into it. So we're at night, and uh, uh, we get intel saying that, okay, this super weapon that we're, you know, the enemy team is trying to find, uh, we found its location. It's in this secluded zone that nobody had access to before, but now we do. Mm. So, and this this is like the real forested part of the field, like trees everywhere. There's vegetation. Oh, yeah. So it's like real dark, like, you, like dark. you thought it was. So at least in the middle field, like you could actually get some good moonlight here. Uh-huh. Nothing. You had almost nothing. Yeah. And, uh, so we really had to rely on our nods guys, like really rely on them because the enemy team had more nods capability than we did. Oh, uh, okay. I think, I want to say, I don't know if it was a majority or like a near majority of the enemy team, but I'm pretty sure most of them, I don't know what percentage, but I think most of them had nods and we had a a minority of our team using nods. So they had, so they had the capabilities. a lot more. Now, did you guys have like, uh, did your team, what was it, like half of the people had nods or less than half? I was the only guy on my squad to have nods. So I was, so I had to switch from squads every time we uh, went at night. Okay. Um, because there, there is no way I'm going to blend well with a team that's only using white lights. And especially uh-huh. for this mission, um, you know, we can't have the white light users compromising yep. the nods guys. So we, you know, we, we weren't going to say like, cause we needed everybody. We can, we weren't going to say like, Oh no, you can't come nods only. Uh-huh. But it's like, we needed everybody there. It's sure. like, you can, you can come with us, but conga line. So I'm shoulder to shoulder or hand touching one shoulder. Yeah. And we're going to have nods guys scout the way. And we're going to make sure you don't fall on your ass and, 
you know, compromise <laughs> the whole team. So um, it, it so it goes pretty well. Um, I'm out front trying to scout, and uh, yep. So we didn't lose anybody. It went pretty well. Um, so in that so in that regard, um, it, it was flawless. Then we actually reach the town that we have to defend. Um, so we get everything set up. We're trying to set up defenses. I see some people um, using some beacons, which was really smart because that came in handy. Okay. And um, about 30 minutes later, um, the recon team that we sent out to search for the artifact comes back. And uh, I'm, I'm in like a pretty big building with a 360 view. It's a two-story building. So I have like really good view of everything. I have... Um, you know, I have like the IR capabilities. I can see pretty far. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty tight. And they decide to come up to the same building that I'm in, and they say like, "Hey, just to inform you, we have the freaking super weapon in our hands right now." I was like, "Like you do?" He's like, "Yep, we do." <laughs> and you are going to defend this building to the very last fucking man. I was like, "Okay, I can I can do that." <laughs> and um so unless somebody did, chucks a grenade at your head <laughs> well nobody even got close nobody even got close but i'll get into that in a second but um oh, what happened next so yeah so they tell me that we're gonna try and stay low because obviously they were afraid of that happening the you know somebody chucking a good grenade yeah i mean it was in a really tough spot though so i mean they weren't too worried about it but they didn't they really wanted to play safe because we needed this but so we're gonna stay low we're gonna stay on the the back side of the um uh of the building uh facing behind the stairs so we can get anybody that comes up but in terms of like actual you know facing the you know the 12 o'clock uh we're gonna have to leave that up to you and a couple of others like you're in charge of them mm. and i was like okay that's that's fine because I was one of the only people there with nods. They all had nods, but okay. they, did, they, w- they didn't want to risk themselves getting shot. Because yeah. they, you know, they were the freaking <laughs> team that had possession of the weapon. And uh, one of the guys, and these were mostly dogs of war, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so I, I knew uh, a bit, yeah, I knew some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was kind of dark, so I didn't really recognize who they were, but... I yeah. believe this was the guy who came up to me. I don't know. It was a guy with a saw. I don't know if it was Mirror or somebody else. But he comes up to me. And he's like, you know, do you need any more capabilities? I was like, dude, I'll, I welcome anything. And he's like, here you go. And he hands me a freaking saw. And I was like, oh, shit. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm stunned because I can't believe he's trusting me with this heavy equipment. I was like. And he's like, you know how to use this thing? I was like, uh, yeah, I think so. He's like, yeah, just pull the trigger down and lay some hate. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I was like, sweet. And uh, so, yeah, I just mount up on the wall. And about, oh, and what was also really cool is that we also had a guy. Um, so, obviously, I couldn't, I had to set my rifle down if I wanted to use the machine gun. And the thing that kind of sucked is that I had the IR illuminator mounted on my rifle. Mm. Um, so that was going to come in real handy for spotting people, but you know, I figured taking the machine gun would be a little bit of a smarter decision just to give me yeah, more for firepower sure. capability. And oh, this yeah. one kid, 
<clears throat> I don't know if his gun was broken, but he, he wasn't really carrying anything. I don't know what the deal was. But he's like, you need me to do anything? He's like, well, you don't have a gun on you, so it's like, do you do you need anything? And he's like, well, I got this IR flashlight here. And it was just, just randomly carrying an IR flashlight. And I was like, dude, that's freaking perfect. Shine right <laughs> over there so I can see where they're coming from. And throughout the night when they came at us, I told him to point, you know, where I was shooting. And he did a pretty damn good job. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, it was, it seemed like a pretty insignificant role, but it was like, dude, it was such a massive help because I didn't have my IR light with me, but um, the one he was using was a lot stronger and I could see farther with the night vision on. Mm. So it really came in handy. And man, that machine gun, sure. I was dropping people, dropping people. <laughs> And kind of the good thing about it too is that he didn't, he wasn't running any tracers, so they couldn't really track where I was shooting from too. So they're kind of like I could see one guy going like, oh, "Where's that coming from?" And I'm just like, "Right here, motherfucker." Nice. <laughs> so that was really, really good. I didn't get that on camera. I mean, you probably wouldn't have seen any of it anyway because I didn't have any nah. night vision capabilities for the GoPro. But it was, I, I remember it vividly because it just was so, so cool. That sounds um, cool. but yeah, but, but yeah, nobody got through to us and nobody came within like 10 feet of that oh, town. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, went back, um, when we went back in the U-Hauls that we drove in and, uh, yeah, we came back to Maddie. It was like, dude, we sealed that dub. We sealed that dub. We got <laughs> Hades. That was the name of the weapon, Hades. And, okay. uh, it's like, dude, we did it. He's like, and that just gave us a huge advantage for the next day. And then the next day was where we um, set up uh, like a bomb site so we can set it off in a remote location. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some gunfights happen. But then Maddie, I'm I'm sure at some point he's going to show everybody this footage. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's shown a lot of people at this point. But, like, yeah. when he actually makes the Arclight video... At some point, uh, he gets to drive the dude's technical, and he gets to drive Doc, uh, the commander who also runs the the Grimnir events. Yeah. Um. He was he was acting commander, so he's so he's like telling like Doc's running over like Matty gets in the truck because uh the guy who runs it I think he's from Tombstone yeah Tombstone Operations I think that's the name of uh the team that the guy's on. Okay. And lets him drive it. Uh, Matty's driving it and. Doc gets in and they're driving and then they make a couple stops and like he's like you know I gotta take care of this he gets out his uh his M4 and he sticks out the window GTA style and starts shooting <laughs> it was so cool and uh it was just it was just basically a big ass push from spawn over to the uh to the cargo boxes that were about like a quarter mile away and uh we just smokes everywhere so we could get there safely and then after like an insane gunfight, like insane, like all I could see was blurry white specks just flying over me. It was just that intense. Huh. Uh, but yeah, after that, um, they set off pyrotechnics to, you know, alert us that oh yeah, you know, the bomb was about to go off, and so <laughs> everybody's like, get the fuck out of the proximity, they're gonna fucking blow it, and then we're running, we're running, we're running, and then. Boom, the fireworks go off, and it was like, that's it. That's <laughs> oh it. Arclight is in the books. That was it. That was the end of the event. We That's won. That's wild. That was, it, it was such a good event. 
I'm, I was yes. totally impressed. Totally yeah. impressed. That was such a good way to so end what, it. So when it uh, when it ended, was it was it nighttime? Or was it? No, it was daytime. It was okay. around uh, okay. afternoon. Yeah, uh, afternoon. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that night game was very important though because that's right. you know we actually got to secure it because um, if the other team secured it, we had to get it. You know, we had to stop them from detonating it. So yeah. we kind of had like that defensive advantage because um, they had a really tough time. I mean, they got close, but they had a really tough time because there was a berm that was past the cargo crates that yeah. spanned all across the width of the field with a stone, um, with a stone wall, uh, it on the top of it. So it was basically you know rock wall dip, and then you have to go back up. Oh, so wow. it was. So I mean, they were dug in. But it's like once they stick their heads out, they're done because yeah. they got to really, really push because they're fighting on low ground. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're in a trench, so at least you're safe there once you get to it. But it's it's like he, they they had a hard time going any further, uh, you know? I mean, that's just yeah, trench warfare. Stuck in there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were kind of stuck, you know? So um, Joker um, used his launcher uh actually he it was funny because he made a promise saying like yeah i'm gonna use this whole case of rounds and i'm gonna make sure i use it all <laughs> he didn't i don't think he did <laughs> or what maybe did he, have, he a, did uh, i can't remember launcher? yeah he had the uh, tag and launcher oh dude that's awesome yeah those things fuck hard but yeah i think he got a couple of good kills with it and um oh i should also mention uh valkyrie directive was also there and yeah. uh gremlin one of their members uh runs the minigun and man she went to work went to work uh she, man blasting everything and like that played a vital role played a super vital role mm-hmm. in that in that push or, or that defense and uh or actually i don't know if she was using the gun then because um at one at one point she was i think she ditched it when um because i think she got killed yeah she got tagged out and then so she just respawned as a regular player so like the way the jug rules work is that every i don't know if it's like every hour or so um the the player can like you know spawn in with the minigun and you know but once they get killed they can they can wait to respawn as a jug yeah. Or they can just go back in as a regular – or no, they go back in as a regular player, and then they, they'll they be okay. notified like, hey, you can spawn back in as a jug. Then you can go to respawn. It's come like back a certain in time limit or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah, so – but yeah, she was using her minigun for a lot of the game, and yeah, ab- played cool. an absolutely vital role. Shout out Valkyrie. Hell yeah. Dude, Va- Valkyrie – Valkyrie's just the shit, dude. I mean, <laughs> they – they just know how to play. They they yeah. can keep up with Mobros. Like oh yeah. Sometimes we have trouble keeping up with them, but that's oh man they 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 put on a show. They really put on a show, and especially at night. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Gremlin the you know like I was saying the the one mini with gun. the minigun. Yeah. She has individual. So you know how like the minigun has like individual barrels that spin that are around. yeah that spin around right so for uh-huh. each barrel <laughs> she had a tracer unit for each one so like literally just so oh and, and they God. shot a different color they shot a different color each time so y- it would just be a stream of rainbow holy cow. <laughs> at the 
the enemy. And <laughs> what? she sent she sent a video in in the in the Grimnir Discord, and yeah. I was like, "What am I watching?" It, it, it looked like it, it looked like uh, oh my! It, it looked like you just turned. Uh, I don't, it's know, like I don't that know. I don't know. Commercial. Yeah, like uh, the yeah they they definitely this, made sure to taste the rainbow. That's crazy. <laughs> About to say, like you maybe like gave some like a uh, unicorn a machine gun or something, or you just gave like uh, you know something like that. But it was like it just looked so goofy. Uh-huh. But it was like, what was that? Uh, what's that video game? Um, so weird. Damn, that had the uh, it had some crazy guns in there. It had a giant dildo you could use as a melee weapon. Oh my uh, god! Saints Row was it? Saints Row. Saints, I think it was Saints Row. Row 4. I've never played Saints Row, but I think that so would be Saints the Row game. Saints Row Four had a uh i played all the saints rows and uh saints row 4 had um they went wild with it dude like space stuff aliens all kind of weird you know crazy stuff and it was all kind of like fun and cartoony you know and um yeah. one of the guns they had was a uh dubstep gun and it would shoot out um as it's going it's like a sound wave but there's all these different colored you know rainbow colored uh music symbols coming out and it was it yeah. was really cool to see to shoot, yeah. Dubstep gun. I think they. I think that was like. Uh, I. I mean, I've never played Saints Row. I mean, I yeah. know what it is, but it's like I. I remember playing another game where it had a dubstep gun of, of some sort. What was it? I cannot remember. I yeah. can't remember. But it was like a similar goofy style of game. Uh huh. But. But yeah, I. I can't remember what it is. But it's funny that you mentioned that because that's. That's kind of literally what it was. It was just a stream of rainbow, and all you could hear was a. <laughs> it was like it, I, I thought it was going to destroy like the uh, the freaking speakers on my phone because the bass was so heavy. Because all you could hear was just the air flowing through the oh, yeah. <laughs> through the through the cylinder. It was like, uh-huh. oh my god. Yeah, this thing's like, that thing's amazing, beefy. Man. It's beefy. Like she she had to run like two separate tanks. On I posted on, her on my um, Instagram, best. I think the. Uh, there's a picture of a guy on the internet. I can't remember who it was, but um, it he's got a harness, like a metal harness, like a rig, okay, set up on it that goes over his shoulders, straps onto his you know shoulders and stuff, and it comes down. Um, they're almost like robot arms, right? That he sets his hands into, and they're attached to miniguns. He can hold and wield two airsoft miniguns at the same time, and they're on swivels. They're on you know they're it's very versatile. Uh, oh it looks my badass. god! Yeah, I think I actually, you know, she has a similar mount. Okay. Not not like the the dual thing. Yeah, yeah. But she, I I don't know what it actually is or like what application it's actually used. Because at first I thought it was like one of those like uh, those stabilizers for a camera, but I was like, no, that's like way too heavy duty. Yeah. I don't know if she just jerry rigged that herself or. I mean, well, she must have because she somehow attached it to a freaking vest or some sort. Yeah. But um, it was like, man, it is like just no effort at all. It was like, man, no mm. wonder how you can carry that thing all day. My That's God. Cool. But yeah, she, got, she had a similar uh, arm. She had an arm that would go oh, around. Yeah. yeah. So it was something okay. similar. I think like that's a what little you're gimbal describing. kind of thing yeah. set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you ever seen like those stabilizing arms for camera where they, right. you know, where it stays center, something like that. Yeah, something like that, but a that little bit cool. more simple and practical. Yeah, it almost makes you feel like a mech, 
like a mech warrior. That's what she looked because, like. Uh-huh. That's what she looked like. If if it was uh, pink, that's that's her color apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got planned uh, for the rest of the year? Are you guys going to another big event coming up? We're what are you tr- looking forward to. Man, we're trying to look for something. I know Matty Mo was uh, doing. I think he mentioned Stag Ops. I've never been to an event with them. I'm not familiar with them. Okay. Um, so I don't know if they got anything going on. I mean, I think they do, but I don't know if like the whole team wants to go because we we want to do something with the whole team. You know, if gotcha. the whole team can't go, then it's like you know, yeah, yeah, then forget about it because we want to. And that's why we plan to go to Anthropos because that's where the whole team was going to mm, go. So. Okay. Um, but anyway, for smaller events, there's quite a bit to do. Um, like I said, we're going to the skirmish event at Zulu just because I really want to see the field. Right. So we still have that going on. Uh, we have a, actually, yeah, we have a zombie game. I was about to say something Halloween themed. Uh, so we have that going on at UBG in Bridgewater, Mass. Uh, it's going to be like a... Uh, like a survivor sort of thing where, oh, really? yeah, survivor versus zombie. So like, you, you know, nobody's going to oh, be yeah. running, nobody's going to be running this. It's more going to be <laughs> like, it's more going to be like, you know, pistols or shotguns. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's okay. pretty much what it's going to be. Now, what do you got planned and, for, uh, do you have to upgrade any more gear before the end of the year? I know you got your guns good. Yeah. Uh, what do you upgrade? So I actually just bought another gun recently. It's another Crytac. <laughs> nice. I just, oh yeah, they left a good impression on me with that first one. So this yeah, one I'm trying to make as a. So I really wanted like a shorty, kind of like AR look. Yeah. So I went. I wanted to build like a honey badger sort of looking gun. Okay. So I went with the uh, PDWN Mark II. Nice. So what I did with it is that I put like a uh, function in IR. It had a aim point on there and a big suppressor. And if you yeah. can see, and you, you got see the wrapped. barrel right there, and it sits nice and flush. Yep. And I got uh-huh. it wrapped too because I like that. I need something a little shorter because I, when I put it on, I was like, oh, this shit's way too long because <laughs> it hides a little bit in the shroud. But yeah, I just love the look of wrapped that suppressors. Awesome. I love it. And yeah. uh, then you got like a minimal hand stop right here. Okay. Some people say you put it right here, but I like it right here just because it's such a short rail that sometimes your hand can slip mm. and it just helps you really have that extra point of contact. Right. So that's why I love it right there in that spot for this setup at least. Okay. And um Yeah, and then we got a two point sling here. This is a BFG, this is a blue force gear, one of the best slings you can get really cool thing see that little socket right there yeah what's cool about that is that you can let's see if I can see that socket so you just hook that hook this qd swivel right yeah. in there okay. and there's your one point sling oh okay it doesn't move or anything it has it has little um i don't know what you call it but little slots in there that the um that the button fits into so it doesn't oh, okay. move on you, and you can you can turn you it. You got to press the button to. Yep, you you press the uh the button right there, and you can turn it. Okay. If, if for some reason it's protruding out too much, and then you take it off, if you want to go to nice. a two. Yep. And then I have that 
Magpul uh, QD mount right there. And you just pop it in there, and then pop there's your two-point sling. Yep. Nice. I love I I love that kind of setup. That's a good because setup, for for a gun like that, um, it's it's nice to have a one point setup where you can easily switch yes. from shoulder to shoulder. Yep. But if you're really like trekking or like going long distances, it's a lot better to have a two point sling because it, the weight is more evenly distributed yeah. on your shoulders and on your back. So mm-hmm. so so for stuff like that. Um, I, I really love setups like that. I highly recommend um, people that like running like the shorter, more like Mark 18 length, like those 10 and a half inch barrel guns Yeah. to, to do something like that. Because, you know, the gun's light enough where and, and mobile enough where you can have a one point sling. But if you're in a Milksum event and you're mm-hmm. and you know you're going to be trekking with that thing, it's much better to have a two point sling. But yeah, you need to um, <laughs> look up. um I've had him on the podcast a couple times. His uh, YouTube channel is called uh, Gunfather Milsim. I've and, never uh, heard of him. Yeah, look up his channel. He's got uh, some really good uh, sling work, you know, like how to use it the best way, how to set it up. And he also started making a, a bungee sling. We actually bought a couple of them from him. They are – it's the best sling I've ever I've ever tried, honestly. Yeah, I mean the bungee slings aren't bad. Yeah. Yeah, and the bungee sling – and uh, it's a quick detach like that one, you know. So yeah, he's yep. got some good, uh, some good videos on that. You have to check him out sometime. Yeah, I might because I love those. Uh, I love the the gear nuts. They know what they're talking about. Uh, I lo- I watch well, a lot of Garantham. I watch a lot of right. uh, Guns and Gear. And that's all the, the this gun guy tubers. too. He's a um, you know he's got a 15 years or so uh, experiences on a SWAT team in uh, in the town he's in, and um, he's been a sniper. Was a sniper on that on that SWAT team for years, and now he's the uh, sniper officer, SWAT officer, whatever. He teaches all this stuff. So, uh, really informative videos. Yeah, I love watching people like that. I watch, um, man, what? I know uh, Garantham has done like a little bit of like how to videos for like CQB and uh-huh. stuff like that, but I. Oh man, I forget the name. They're they're based in Europe, I think. Uh, mm. UF Pro, I think I okay. think that's what they're called. UF Pro or or something along those lines. Hmm. Um, they do a lot of training, okay. like real training, but they also like do, you know, video formats as well. So like, yeah. I guess you know, the internet can watch too, and um, <laughs> they're really really compelling. Yeah, because it's like. Yeah, I know this is airsoft, but it's like all this shit still applies. Take holding oh, angles, sure. pying doors, a, like you're with a. It's the same element, just the fact that you're not going to die when you shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I I love watching videos like that, and I've definitely. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not an expert, but and I don't and I you're, you're never claim to be. Well, there. I don't know, but. <laughs> But I'm certainly I'm, I've certainly expanded my knowledge on the subject. But once you get that new gun, that upgraded gun, it's uh, you definitely going to be an expert. Yeah, maybe, but that's not going to be my CQB gun. That's going to be more like my more capable infantry rifle. I'm going to put an LPVO on that thing, and like like this, like that's yeah. going to be like my go-to CQB and the uh, the Crytac that PDW. Right. But um, but like I said, I don't claim to be an expert, but I've been telling 
you know, people that I meet, it's like, hey, instead of doing that, you got to, you know, stay at a distance to, you know, pie, you know, to pie that angle or peak that angle because, you know, the closer you are, the more, um, I don't know what to call it, but like the more um, you're going to, your, your shoulder's going to protrude and the more you're going to stick out. So it's like always keep angles and always when you have a, I mean, this is just basic knowledge for SWAT guys. I mean, every, every single one of them knows this, but like airsofters, a lot of them don't, but like, say if you have like a stack of guys on you, the second, the, 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 uh, the first guy always relays information. He's always the one that's always looking and looking and addresses, you know, addresses threats and looking for work, always looking for work. Mm. And the second guy is supposed to back him up. So whatever a good rule to remember is whatever the first guy is doing, whatever the first man is doing, do the opposite of what he does. So if he's looking, you know, to his, you know, 11 or his 10, look to your two or your three. Right? Because you never because you're always having his back. That's the main role of the second man is to yeah. back up the first one. And then third and fourth or you know, it depending on what you know size team you have, like say if you have like a five man team, third and fourth are usually the support roles in a way where you know if um you know, say like, oh, call Flash. He'll kind of move to the side a little bit, grab a Flash off his buddy or his belt, and then throw it in there if need be. Um, the fourth man can either be a support role. He can be backing up the third man. I mean, the two most vital, I'd say, are the the first and second man. I mean, yeah. and the fifth man is usually the guy covering six. Um, you know, relaying information from behind no, most the, of the time. The fifth but, guy is the uh, yeah. is the speed softer that's wearing uh, <laughs> pink shorts and tennis shoes. Yep, it's the and, yeah, it's the fourteen and comes year running old. through the doorway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the fifteen year old with the uh, with the tinted dye mask and the uh, cry Hell cap yeah. or the or no the uh, the high cap a pistol. You the, better the not HPA put down cap, the dye mask. No. Dye mask and the, Ross, and the bands. Okay. <laughs> look man i they look cool but i will you will never find me wearing one never well you don't have a need for it out on the field you know when you're out there like that no not mm. <laughs> not when i have uh you know not ha- when i have something like that mask that i wear no yeah no exactly. it'll never it'll never replace it um that's cool man. although i probably should mention though is that until i get like a much better setup for that because that's my larp mask that like when i want to cosplay that's sort of like the mask I wear because it looks the coolest. It's right? not really this is the one to wear that. This okay. is the one that I wear on the field. This okay, is the one you you'll see me in right. gameplay with because it's the other one. You're not going to have very good it's vision. Much more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that I have terrible vision. It's just that it's really uncomfortable because the way I have to do it is if I can find the thing or demonstrate it is so. The way it has to sit for it to be compliant with the you gotta have your you know, goggles field. on first. Yep, you gotta have the goggles on. Mm-hmm. So the way it sits in here, if I can get it to fit, and it does work with the X fog. I have managed to get it to work with the X fog. So it sits inside mm. like that, and then, uh, let's see. And then I cut 
if you can see that, but there's a hole mm-hmm. right in there yeah. where the tubes can go in or, or where, you know, this thing sticks out. Gotcha. So, you know, with that, you know, you can put in your X-Fog, you know, all good, right. But you have to keep in mind, this is protruding from your face. Yeah. You know, you have to remember that this is still protruding from your face, and that's going to take up room when you're wearing your helmet. Uh-huh. So if I'm not wearing any iPro, it's it's actually very comfortable. You know, it's not oh, okay. really sitting. It's It's not sitting pushing too far in, in. it's not pushing forehead. in but now when you add the you know the extra I, I don't know what the half inch or so or whatever it is extra quarter inch then you're really pushing against the helmet uh-huh and yeah and that you should wear uh you should do if you're gonna wear the mask you should wear a um baseball cap turned around backwards Oh, like what Matty Mo does. Yeah, he lives and dies by that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did run that for a while. That was like from you know my humble beginnings, obviously when I didn't have all that stuff. Right. But, um, the, that's why I wear the soft mask because I could wear the eye pro over. It still looks good because it, like, it really looks good with the with the tinted, um, lenses. Yeah. Um, that mask. So it it works great. Looks good. And it's practical. I mean, I still sweat a storm in it. I really, really do sweat in that thing, but it's worth it because first rule of Airsoft, in my opinion, is to look good while doing it. Yeah, that's what they always say, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Even the real steel guys. But anyway, it's... uh, Yeah, yeah, so that's why um, most of the pictures you'll see on my IG, um, like, you'll usually never see me wear that hard mask until I actually get one where it's built in. Um, because when I originally got that hard mask, um, they, they never really made, um, oops, sorry, the phone's ringing. Um, so yeah, when they originally made that, um, or well, actually I should say when the call of, uh, the new call of duty came out, MW2, uh, you know, they, people started making them because obviously the mask looks really freaking cool and they want to replicate that. So at the time, um, people were starting to, you know, catch up with demand, and they, there weren't really too many good options for ones that had the built-in uh, lenses you could play with airsoft in. Yeah. And the best one I could find that was really good quality was the the one I just showed you. Um, and uh, I'm starting to realize now is that it's, I mean, it looks really, really cool, but the one that he wears in game is a lot. Uh, it's wider. It's a, it's more, it's more white color. Mm-hmm. It's not as like gray as this, although yeah. it has a, it has really good details, like the teeth and the, um, like the imperfections, like it looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, just the one problem is, is that obviously it's, you know, it, it doesn't have any eye protection and you got to improvise mm-hmm. and that's how it becomes really, really uncomfortable. But, um, I didn't find that out until the the first night game of Arclight when it when I was running it with night vision I was like oh god this is terrible I'm not gonna oh my god I'm not gonna run it yeah dude I can imagine that it was pressing against my face for five freaking hours oof and boy. after that you could see a red ring I'm around sure. my eyes it it hurt it hurt to touch <laughs> my sure. face it literally hurt to touch my face I believe it. 
it was it was that bad. But well, listen, man, uh, I did scare great. the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I'll bet <laughs> it's been great meeting you. Yeah, um, I look forward to uh, having. What I need to do is have uh, all you know a bunch of guys from uh, Mobros on all y'all together. Yeah, that's exactly we'll what I was a, just about to say. Yeah, we'll do a team. Uh, we'll do a team cast. That'd be fun, man. But yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, I'm actually setting up a a podcast with uh, Maddie Mo. Yeah, he's uh, definitely been asking uh, about that. Yeah, first or second week of uh, October. He actually sent me a date that um, he's free, and I I think it's October 9th, something like that. So or sixth. But uh, so yeah, we're we're already on the plan for for uh, getting together Sweet. again. But um, yeah, man, it's been great. Oh, one more again. thing. I know yeah, I didn't. Uh, I know we got. Not a lot of time left, but I I really did want to show you um, this belt setup because a oh, lot of people nice. ask me about the belt, and they're probably watching. So a lot of people ask me about this specific uh, thing I run. It is a grenade holder. You ever seen those uh, those EG67s, the Enola Gays? Yeah. Yeah, this holds like three of them, and it's a what? excellent, excellent piece of kit. Yeah. Now, how do you get them out? So, they sit. Oh. See this little retainer? So, yeah. they just so you just plop them in from the top. And you can and yank what, them out the bottom. You know, yank them out the bottom, and there's a drawstring. I don't have it on here, but there's a drawstring attachment you can get on it where you loop it through the the little uh, the the clip. And once you pull it out, it immediately oh, it pulls sets it. off the fuse. Yeah. Right. And then, highly, that highly recommend cool. this holster this g code right here i don't know if you're familiar with them but the real steel guys love these things love gotcha. them love them love them they just clip right on yep so see that hanger right there so just unlock that so see that and just yeah. clip it Oop. wrong side clip it in like that and it's good yeah. to go That's it's awesome. amazing i love it Keeps it nice and secure. And then I got a uh, 511 pouch right there. I really like their pouches a lot. I kept a lot of um, their pouches from my um, from the last kit I was running. Then I run dump pouch under that. Two rifle mags. And then two uh, pouches for like smokes or whatever I need. Okay. And the belt is are you do you watch uh warrior poet society at all are you familiar with uh john lovell yes this is his belt that he makes with uh blue alpha okay so you can get it on his store i love this thing oh, that's cool. um another guy on my team runs it he recommended it to me um but yeah blue alpha really underrated uh tactical gear company they make excellent excellent belts and um Compared to like uh, a Ferro Concepts, which is about two fifty, two hundred fifty bucks, that only costed me one hundred eighty. So nice. Okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd Dude, show that awesome. because everybody no, asks about my setup and everything. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are cool. Yep, no, I, yeah, no, I have a, I have another podcast here in a, in a few minutes. Um, oh, actually, because I, I double booked when, uh, well, I didn't originally double book. We were supposed to do it last night. Right. And you sent me that text, and I um, so I saw it this morning, and I literally thought that it showed that it was eight oh seven a.m. So I thought, you know, okay, tonight, and I was like, yeah, I'll see you tonight. You know, it's like, 
Yeah, we're still on for tonight. And then when, as you and I were going back and forth uh, today, I looked at it again to see what, what time. I, don't, I didn't know if it was 8 or 8.30. And um, I looked and I go, oh, my God, that was yesterday. Oh, Lord. I'm like It's like I missed a whole day. Dude. It was weird. <laughs> so anyway, I was it supposed to have one with you happened. last night and then have one with the guy in uh, Denver, Colorado tonight. And uh, so, yeah, we're getting on here in a couple minutes. So sweet. So yeah, yeah when man, you have, um, you. yeah, when you have the uh, all the Mobros on, you'll see me in a brand new kit. Um, I'm awesome. trying to replicate the uh, the Night War skin from. I don't know if you played the new Call of Duty, but he has that super cool skin where he's all black and he has like the quad no, nods on. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, next time you see me, I'll probably be wearing that. So you that's in the works right uh, now for the cast for sure. Oh, I should. I'll, I'll dress in full kit. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll do it, dude. Hell yeah, man. All right, brother. Well, you uh, appreciate it. Hey, tell everybody where they can find all your stuff online. Oh, yeah. Um, so my IG is uh, call sign ghost uh, 141. So it's call sign underscore ghost 141. So that's call sign underscore ghost 141 because there's so many freaking many of us. I'll bet. There's so many ghosts. There's I'll so bet. many ghosts. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Facebook is the same thing. It's linked to my IG. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. I'm, I'm mostly active on uh, Instagram. I do have a Discord too, but um, that's pretty easy to find. Everything's linked. So. Gotcha. Yep. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. You have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Appreciate Later, it. Later, bro. Later.